Proverbs chapter number 30 this evening. Read verses 24 through verse number 28 responsively. I'll read verse number 24 out loud and then you'll join me on verse number 25. Proverbs chapter number 30 this evening. Beginning in verse number 24. We'll read down through verse number 28. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 30 in verse number 24... There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies are but a feeble folk, yet make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet go they before all them by bands. The spider taketh hold with her hand, and is in the king's palaces. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We do thank you for what you've done in our hearts today. Thank you for another opportunity we have to be in the house of God, to hear the word of God preached by the man of God. Thank you for bringing him back safely to us. Lord, now as we hear the word of God being preached, as we hear it being taught, or may we not listen with just the intent of gaining knowledge or gaining something to it by which to make ourselves look better. But Lord, may we take the truth as preached tonight and be able to apply it to our heart, allow us to draw closer to you because of what's preached here this evening. We'll yield ourselves best to you as we know how. Fill our pastor now with the Holy Spirit's power as he preaches. We love you. We'll give you all the glory for what takes place here tonight. We'll ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Keep your Bibles open, Proverbs chapter 30. I want to talk for just a couple minutes, and then I'm going to jump right into the sermon. Let me make an introductory statement here, and I need you to get this, or the sermon won't make much sense to you. My observation is that most people look for God in all the wrong places. They look for the explosive, the large, the grand events or happenings. We think God is going to work the spectacular for everyone to see. But that's not how God works. I've been preaching for 42 years. I've been in the ministry full time almost 34 years now. Can I teach you something that I had to learn the hard way? That is this. God's not in the big things. He's in the little things. It's amazing to me how much more I see God work, but it's not in the big events. I've been in part of some of the biggest days in Bible history. I mean that. I worked for Dr. Jack Hiles. We had five Sundays that were larger than Pentecost. When I worked for him, we had more people in church in one Sunday then lived within the city limits of Hammond, Indiana, and Hammond had 78,800 people. Our church averaged 25-ish thousand people a Sunday. Now think about that. That's That's like the entire city of Martinsburg and Kearneysville going to church together in one place. So I've seen some big things. Then you come to Kearneysville, West Virginia. Amen? Can I tell you something? I've seen God work just as much here as he did in a big church. 
I really have. Because I realized it's not in the bigness of something, it's in the little things. In my 42 years of preaching and studying the Bible, God does very little for everybody to see. He does very little in the Bible to where the masses and the, the whole world were seeing events. What God does, few people notice. God does not show himself through the big and the spectacular events only. He shows himself through the little things. Proverbs 30 says, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. He talks about the ants. Well, God knows ants aren't very big. Then he talks about conies. Uh, you would know a coney as, it's not exactly the same, but very similar to a prairie dog or a groundhog. And it talks about a locust. It's just like a grasshopper. And then you've got the spider. That it's even in the king's palace. Have you noticed? Doesn't matter where you go, how fancy the place, you're going to find a spider. You see... God mostly shows himself through small things, not big things. Man would show himself through big things. So that's why we as humans think God wants to do the big, the grand, the spectacular for everybody to see. That's how the devil works. But God doesn't show himself through the big things. He shows himself in the small things. Man wants the spectacular. Man wants the dramatic. Man wants the attention all on him, and that's why man thinks God's not working because he doesn't see that. Man looks for results. God looks for obedience. God almost always does his work small quiet way recently one of our ladies was traveling and was traveling through the state of West Virginia was over near Morgantown and stopped at a gas station she's 200 miles from here and honestly she told me she said I really didn't want to stop but I needed to and just felt like this is where the Lord wanted me to stop so I stopped as she got out of her car at the gas station, the trash was overflowing next to, to it, and the fellow that was picking up all the trash was there. And as she got out of her car, she noticed something in the trash, caught her attention. She walked over to it and grabbed it. It was just a little CD. But that CD... I have the very one says, Sunday's coming, Dr. Jack Hiles. She said, my preacher would like that. She grabbed it out of the trash before the guy got there, brought it home to me. She didn't know. 
But the day she gave that CD to me was the anniversary date of the last time I walked into Brother Hiles' office before he died. My heart had been heavy. I had missed my preacher. And God rescued out of the trash 200 miles from here at a Sheets gas station. Of all the gas stations in all the world to stop at to find a CD like that. Amazing. She knew I loved Brother Hiles. Matter of fact, I had gotten her family a copy of that sermon to listen to months and months and months ago. She knew what that sermon was and things. She had no idea. Her love expression was wonderful, but God's expression was bigger to me. God doesn't work in the big ways. But he works in a small way. It's not the big things. It's the little things. God doesn't work in a big show. You think about how many gas stations are in the state of West Virginia. And to stop at that one at that time when the guy's got the trash bag in his hand to come get it, and she got there at the exact moment that she needed to. God works in little ways, not in big ways. God talks here in the Bible about little ants, little conies or groundhogs, prairie dogs. You say, what is the Hebrew word for that? Target. Uh, <laughs> a little locust. Amen, Brother Steve. Yeah, buddy. Uh, a little locust. What's that? Fish bait. Uh, little spiders. What are those? Wife scarers. Uh, or assistant pastor scarers. <laughs> now, wait a minute. God wants to show his greatness and power. But he wants to do it through little things, not the big things. You show me God on our low days, not our big days. Tenth anniversary Sunday, big, God blessed, yes. But let's take the everyday like today and how God worked today. You see, God doesn't need the big and the dramatic. We need to stop and slow down. And see God in the small things. May I say something? When you learn to stop and see him in the small things. And realize the small things are big. The big things are nothing but a series of small things. Brother Hiles used to say this. A big shot's just a little shot that keeps on shooting. There's a lot of truth to that. Just as God used a little CD to show me. How much he loved me. Let's look at some little things God has used in the Bible. This is going to be a very unusual sermon. I don't have 
point number one, point number two, point number three. I got about 18, 20 points, and we're just going to go right, right straight down a list. It's just a little study, but I want to show you how God shows his greatness. How does God work? Does he work in the big things? No, he works in the little things. I got done preaching my brother-in-law's funeral and all those people got saved. We had a meal with the family and I ran back to the hotel to change my clothes and I got on my knees beside my bed. Tears running down my face. And I said, God, he did it again. He used a nobody. And all those people got saved. God doesn't look for the personality that's going to draw crowds and attention. He looks for the nobody, the little one. First of all, turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 10. We're going to use our Bible a lot, so just lick your finger and get ready, all right? Matthew chapter 10. I'll give you time to turn to most of these. Matthew chapter 10, look at verse number 42. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of the little ones a cup of cold water only. In the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. God talks about a little cup of cold water. God says, if you give a cup of cold water in my name, you're not going to lose your reward. I got back on into town this week and I stopped by to see Brother Jim Boer, our Korean war vet. My wife was with me. He said, Pastor, your church is amazing. He said, I've had this bronchitis stuff that I'm trying to get rid of. And he said, I was at church. I didn't want to miss church. He said, but I started coughing and one of your ladies handed me a bottle of water. One handed me a cough drop. He said, they'll never know how much that meant to me. It wasn't, oh, you get out of here because you're sick. It was, let us help you. A cup of cold water in my name. He walked out that door this morning and grabbed my hand with both of his hands. Tears running down his face. Pastor, I just love you. I'm glad you're home. I love your preaching. I need your preaching. I'm thinking, man, you're encouraging me. I'm not encouraging you. A cup of cold water. It doesn't have to be big. Maybe we need to scale things back. We think giving a gift is something expensive. When's the last time a cup of cold water was a gift? We need to learn to teach people that it's not the size of a gift or the expensiveness of a gift, but the heart in giving it. A cup of cold water. Just a little drink of water. Uh, turn to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. I'm about to shout right now. Matthew chapter 14, look at verse number 31. 
And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of what? Little faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Look at Matthew chapter 17, verse number 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, just a little seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. God talks not only about a a little cup of water, but he talks about a little bit of faith. Just a little faith. Folks, you say, well, preacher, you, you live by faith. You have such great faith. No, I have faith in a great God, but I don't have great faith. I just have learned to use what faith I have. According to Romans chapter 12, verse number 3, God hath given to every man the measure of faith. It's just a little bit of faith. But if you'll use that little bit of faith, look what God can do. It's not a matter of how great your faith is. It's what is your faith in. Is your faith in yourself or in God? Is your faith in your ability and your bank account and your credit cards and your, your all your things? Or is your faith in God? It's just a little cup of cold water. Just a little bit of faith. It's just a trashed out old CD but God works in the little things God works in the little things I hate to be redundant but while I was at the funeral one of uh, Paul's adopted daughters was there she flew in from Minnesota she was broken she was hurting she didn't know whether to trust me or not She heard the funeral sermon and her hand went up to get saved. By the time I left, she had given me her cell number to keep in contact with her in case she ever needed something. I'll take that. Just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. Uh, Turn to 1 Kings chapter 19, all the way back in the Old Testament. 1 Kings chapter 19. 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st Kings chapter 14, I'm sorry, did I say 19? I'm sorry, 1st Kings chapter 14, no, I was right, 19, um, I got to keep a finger here, I'm, I'm looking at Matthew 14 and saying 1st Kings, sorry, 1st Kings 19, verse number 11. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, watch this, a still what? Small voice. Look at me. 
I can show you where the TV preachers, the Pentecostals, the Church of God, and all these healers, feelers, and squealers are wrong. They want the wind to blow, the earth to shake, and the fire to fall. God says, I'm not in the wind, I'm not in the earthquake, I'm not in the fire, I'm in a still small voice. The Holy Spirit does not work in a grandiose way and make itself obvious, it's a still small voice. Anytime it's a show, it's not God. Sorry. I didn't say it, he did. You look at verse 13. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave and behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what doest thou here, Elijah? It wasn't the earthquake. It wasn't the great wind. Oh, you go to Acts chapter 2 and it talks about the cloven tongues of fire. And it talks about the day of Pentecost. And we want to see those things, but you don't understand those weren't seen by anybody but 120. It wasn't seen by the masses, yet the whole mass heard the word of God and the gospel in their own language while people talked. Did people speak in other languages? I can tell you this, according to the book of Acts chapter 2, the apostles preached in their own tongue, but every man heard in his own language. It does not say that they spoke in some jibber-jabber that nobody understood, but everybody understood it. It says that the every man heard in his own tongue. Just a still, small voice. God's not going to come down and say, Hello, it's God. No. Be still and know that I am God. He's not in the, in, in the, in the big, he's in the still small voice. Turn to Matthew chapter 15. Like I said, I just wrote a list of things down and I kept it even in the order that I wrote it. Matthew chapter 15, look at verse number 34. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 34. And Jesus saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and break it and gave unto his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. Wow. God took a little lunch. And the Bible says, verse 38, and they, did, and they that did eat were 4,000 men besides women and children. Probably somewhere in the neighborhood of ten or 15,000 people ate off of seven loaves and two fish. Either those were big loaves of bread and a couple whopping big fish, or God did something, amen? That was the first filet of fish sandwiches. <laughs> McDonald's ain't got nothing on Jesus. It's just a little... <laughs> It's just a little lunch. But look what God can do with a little lunch. It wasn't the, the bigness of somebody's uh, food pantry. It was just a little lunch. 
Matter of fact, as you read the story before then, you find out it was just a little lad that gave the little lunch. Huh. God didn't use the big things. He used the little things. First uh, Kings chapter 17, verse number 19. I probably should have taken time, put these in some kind of order so you weren't switching back and forth. But some of you need to learn where things are in your Bible anyway. 1 Kings chapter 17, look at verse number 19. And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him on his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? Wow. Go back to verse number 9. Arise, get thee the Zarephath, which belongeth unto Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. God used a little widow. God used a small, little, middle-aged widow. Probably a a younger middle age. She may have been just in her late 20s, early 30s. She had a small child. Just a boy. But God used this widow to sustain Elijah. And when her son died, God used Elijah to help her. And God used this little widow. Can I tell you something? You may be a widow or a widower, but God wants to use you. Say, well, preacher, I'm not real big. I'm not real important. I'm not worth a whole lot. Yes, you are. You are to God. You are to God. Just a little widow. I wish you knew how God uses little widows. I wish you knew how God uses little widows in this church. We had a lady two weeks ago called the church, a little widow. She attends every so often. She's, her health is not good, but she called Mrs. Barnes asking if I were here and I wasn't due to being out of town. And she explained it and she said, well, I have something for the church. Could somebody stop by and get it? Mrs. Barnes went. That little widow gave a $10,000 check. Don't tell me God can't use a little widow. Everybody doing all right? Just a little widow. We won't take time to turn here, but 1 Corinthians 5, 6 and Galatians chapter 5, verse number 9 talk about a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Just a little bit of leaven. It's just a little sin, preacher. It's not a big one. It's just a, a little sin. Well, a little sin will take you to hell. It only takes one sin to cause you to be a sinner. That's like saying, well, it wasn't a big murder. It was just a little murder. That's what your abortion crowd wants to say. Ouch. Everybody doing all right? It's just a little leaven. It's just a, a little sin. God wants it cleaned up because a little leaven leaven at the whole lump. Turn to 1 Samuel chapter 2. That's right before 1 Kings. 1 Samuel chapter 2. Right after the book of Ruth. 
1 Samuel chapter 2, look at verse number 19. Well, look at verse 18. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a what? Child. Girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a what? A little coat. And brought it to him from year to year. When she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. God used a little boy and a little coat to minister to the Lord. Boys and girls, listen to me. God wants to use children. The Bible says, and the child Samuel ministered before the Lord. How a child acts, a child is to be as spiritual as an adult. I hate to disappoint you. God wants children to walk with God. God wants children to minister to the Lord. That means serve the Lord. God used a mama to give a boy a little coat. She gave her son back to God after he was weaned to be reared outside of her home to be reared for God. That's a mother with a great sacrifice. It was just a little coat for a little boy. But I wonder how many little boys or little girls that somebody at church cares for, loves on, in our junior church, or in a Sunday school class, how God's used it. Their family sitting in our church because their children were cared for right in junior church and Sunday school. Their families came to church and have stayed. Just a little coat for a little boy. First Kings chapter 7. First Kings chapter 7. God doesn't work in the big things only. God uses the little things. 1 Kings chapter 7, look at verse number 12. This isn't it. Let's look at 2 Kings 7. I bet you that's what it is because that's already sounding right. Well, I wrote something down wrong here, but it's in reference to Elijah and a little little widow. First King, er, I'll I'll find it later. But look at me. God used a little widow with a little pot of oil and a little bit of meal, a little cake. The Bible said, and a little oil. And yet God used that to sustain three people every meal for months to years. Now listen to me. It's just a little bit of oil. It's just a little bit of flour, meal. Preacher, I didn't do much. I just cooked a meal for somebody. Oh, it can be a lot. I just did something little. That's all right. Even a cup of cold water in my name. 
First Kings chapter 18. There had been famine in the land for a long time, drought. And in First Kings chapter 18, look at verse 44. God uses Elijah on Mount Carmel to Ahab. In verse 44 it says, And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. It was just a little cloud, but God was going to use that little cloud, and it was going to cut loose. God used a little cloud to signify the end of a drought. Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 30. I'm sorry, verse number 10. Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 10. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and as they want as an armed man. God says our desire for a little more sleep can cause us to enter into poverty. Our laziness. It's just a little sleep, preacher. Yeah, but that little sleep that you keep hitting the snooze button for and you miss work for, You don't show up to work for, well, I'm tired. Oh, come here, let me burp you. I ain't changing your diaper, though. It's just a a little sleep, preacher. Yeah. But a little sleep turns into a lot of sleep. And we begin to let sleep become our God. Well, preacher, I'm tired. Tired people run the world. Song of Solomon 2.15, we won't take time to turn there, but the Bible says little foxes spoil the vines. It's not the big ones, it's the little ones. It's the little critters that get in. It, it's not the, uh, uh, the big animals outside that get in your house. It's those little mice that get in your house and bite your toe. Amen, Brother Harry? It's the squirrels that work their way in and cause havoc in your, in your attic. They're just little creatures. Uh, down in the south, they have things called, uh, uh, what are the, palmetto bugs. Yeah. Hey Amen, Ruthann? They're just little roaches about that big. Yeah, little black roaches. We used to get them in South Carolina all the time. We used to, when Josh was little, we used to say, yeah, we're, we catch two of those and tie them to his feet, and then he uses them like roller skates. And things fly, and it sounds like a B-29. <laughs> flying by your head it's like a stink bug on steroids you know how loud a stink bug is well these things are about 10 times that loud and about that big literally and they're everywhere now they're not a cockroach they're not actually dirty but they're ugly and nasty and and when you kill them they crunch it's yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good crunch, let me tell you. Now, can I tell you something? It's just a, a little thing. But you don't want to be sleeping and have them crawling all over you. They got little lizards down in Florida, man. Little gecko lizards, buddy. Them things that get all over you. It gets to be fun. 
You ought to be thankful you live in West Virginia and don't have those fun things. <clears throat> Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. <laughs> I put this one in here for me because I thought it was fun. Luke chapter 19. Look at verse number 3. Actually, look at verse number 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans and was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and he could not for the press, for he was a little of stature. He was a wee little man. Shut up. Shut up. He wasn't very tall. You know, God uses short people too. Thank God. Uh, you don't have to be, I said this in my, I think it was my Sunday school class this morning. I don't personally believe, when, when you think of Samson, most people think of a guy, six foot four, 250 pounds, bulging muscles. I think Samson was a scrawny little, little twerp. You say, why preacher? It, you expect a big strong person to do what Gideon did, or, or what Samson did. You don't see the power of God in that. You see the power of God in someone where God came upon him and he whooped up. It wouldn't be unusual for a big strong man to be able to take on people. Everybody doing all right? Just a wee little man. Look at Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 28. Verse number 2. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. For they kindled a fire and received every one because of the uh, present rain and because of the cold. We taught on this a few weeks ago in our Wednesday evening Bible study, but there was a shipwreck and all the 100, 276 people on board ship made it to land. And it was raining, it's winter time, it's cold, and these barbaric people built fires and brought food to the people from the shipwreck. And the Bible says that they showed them no little kindness. They were wet, they built fires in the rain to sustain them. It just takes a little bit of kindness. Say, well, preacher, I didn't do much. Did you show some kindness? Yes, then you did much. You know the song, little is much when God is in it, labor not for wealth or fame. Everybody doing all right? Little is much when God's in it. James chapter 3. Now we're going to get to preaching. I have four minutes left. Don't worry. James chapter 3, look at verse number 5. James chapter 3, verse number 5, the Bible says, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Boy, your tongue's not, well, for some of you, your tongue's not very big. Uh, but boy, can it stir up a lot of problem. Isn't it amazing how much trouble our tongue can get us in? Yeah, 
God says that little, that little member of your body can cause an awful lot of grief. Just a little tongue. Look at John, James chapter 4, look at verse number 14. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. It's just a little vapor, just a little life. Can I tell you something? Our life on earth is but a vapor in comparison to eternity. It's like watching the steam come up off your coffee cup. About the time you see it, it's gone. We think it's the most important thing there is. No, what comes after that's the most important thing. Just a little vapor. Matthew chapter 18, verse number 6, don't turn there. Bible talks about a little lad who gave a little lunch. Just a little boy. Yeah. First Samuel chapter 17, verse number 40. David, teenage boy, picked up a little pouch, put five little rocks in it, and brought the giant down with one of them. As I prepared this, I remembered something I had read. It's a poem Brother Hiles wrote years ago. A little widow sits and sews, whose eyes are growing dim. My heavenly father surely knows I can't do much for him. Mine eyes behold the setting sun. There's not much I can do. My race on earth is nearly run. My talents are so few. My life on earth is nearly through. I know God understands that there is little I can do with these weak and trembling hands. O widow dear, do not despair. Lift up your voice and sing. What's placed into his watchful care is not a little thing. A little apple loosed itself and fell from off the tree. Sir Isaac saw and spawned the law, the law of gravity. A little spider spun a web across a garden ridge. Man beheld and vowed to build a great suspension bridge. A little lantern hung alone upon a farmer's gate. A watchman viewed and then construed a pendulum so straight. A little rod in Moses' hand did part the mighty sea. T'was used of God to plague the land and set his people free. The little ark of Jochebed sat nestled all alone. To man it was a baby bed, to God it was a throne. A little lily yearned to show its coat for all to see, for Solomon in all his glow was not arrayed like me. A little cup of cold water, when given for his sake, is just as big as God, as old as Gennesaret's mighty lake. A little widow paused and blushed and gave her offering. Suddenly all of heaven flushed as hosts began to sing. Her two small mites were greater than the gifts that the rich men hurled. When her gift uh, struck, the offering pan was heard around the world. A little hair falls from the scalp and waltzeth to the floor. Our father looks and checks his books. Twas number uh, 94. For some of you, that's on, on the high end there. A little kettle making tea once caused a man to dream. He made for all the world to see an engine drawn by steam. A little maid on foreign sod, her name we do not know, sent Naaman to the man of God who washed him white as snow. A little lad held his hand, a, held in his hand a lunch of fish and bread. He gave it all to Jesus and 5,000 folks were fed. A little manger filled with hay became a royal bed. A little straw became that day a pillow for his head. And in the sky a little star 
was summoned his place to be to beckon from all uh, from near and far to come and see his face when held in Shamgar's steady hand a goad brought victory our savior used a little sand to make the blind man see a little coin a little pearl a little upper room a little boy a little girl a little virgin's womb a little fish a little goad a little mustard seed a little bird a little road a little hyssop weed A little worm, a little coat, a little grain of sand, a little fly, a little boat, a little helping hand. A little lad, a little mud, a little jar of meal, a little sheep, a little blood, a little potter's wheel. A little branch, a little lamb, a little David's sling, a little vine, a little ram, the prodigal's new ring. A little cloud, a little jolt, some little crumbs of bread, two little mites, a little spot, uh, a hair upon the head. A little ark, a little tooth. A little candlelight, a little cup, a little ruth, a little star at night, a little stone, a little vine, a little ant of toil, a little bait, a little kine, a little cruise of oil, a little bush, that's me, a little book, a little fatted calf, a little moat, a little brook, a little shepherd's staff, a little faith, a little rod, a little child who leads, can all be used by our great God to do his mighty deeds. So little saint, do what you can. And live beneath his wings, for in the palm of his dear hand there are no little things. May I say something? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, verse number 40, If you've done it unto the least of the one of these, you've done it unto me. It was just a little group of shepherds. That Jesus, or that the angels came to to announce Jesus' birth. It was just a little manger, a little couple. I could go on. I'm not, I'm done. But I will say this it only took three small nails to nail our Savior and hold him to Calvary's tree to pay our sin debt. Maybe. We're looking for God in all the wrong places. We're looking for the big. God wants us to see the little CD in the trash. Just a little thing. But I see God. How about you? Are you looking for him in all the wrong places? Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm done.